Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Father, in the name of our Lord and our Savior, our Master, all whose we are and whose we serve, this night we come asking for revelation in your word. Father, make this word so clear to our hearts that we can rise up and grasp it. Father, this night, illuminate our hearts to the truths of your word. And Father, we have determined beforehand to take this word to our hearts and make it a part of our lives. Father, we thank you this night that we'll be that good ground you called us. Now, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we ask for that light to come on this night. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn with me tonight to Matthew, 12th chapter. Last few Wednesday nights, we've been teaching, teaching on healing and the testimonies of healings in Jesus' ministry. In Jesus' ministry, the Holy Ghost saw fit to record 19 cases of healing. 19 cases of healing. And in these 19 cases of healing, it covers every situation, every healing that's known to man, everything that, that if anything that comes up in your life, it's handled under one of these testimonies. Praise God. Praise the Lord. We saw in these 19 cases of healing that the Holy Ghost recorded that 12 out of 19 cases of healing the individual's faith was mentioned. And it was brought up that their faith made them whole. Praise God. And according to their faith, and Jesus would say, Go in peace, be whole of thy plague. According to thy faith, uh, thy faith has made you whole. I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And faith was mentioned. Faith was brought up of that individual. Twelve out of nineteen cases. So we know that we have a precedence in the Word of God and if their faith will make them whole, how much more will our faith make us whole? See, Praise God. For those that He healed were not even born again man. He never healed a single Christian under His ministry. There was not one saved person that Jesus healed under his ministry because no one was born again until he was raised from the dead, praise God, because that's the way you get saved, by believing that God raised him from the dead and confessing with your mouth, praise God. So these people were not in your class. We have a better covenant than the one they operated under. We have something else. We have the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ inherit in our spirit when we're born again. So he said, By grace was you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves a gift to God. Praise the Lord. So in Jesus' ministry, these 12 cases that, that, that were mentioned about faith, the individual's faith, uh, uh, in his ministry, the faith was mentioned, and also the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. So in his ministry, there was two categories of healings. The same things available for us today. Now when the manifestations of the healing took place, 
as, as the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Now, you can't believe for that. Now, that's where the body of Christ, most of them's at. They're trying to look for a manifestation or a feeling or look for something over here for someone else to get their healing and trying to get something over here or get someone, if I could get to this man and he'd pray for me. If I'd get to this man, he's got the anointing, he'd pray for me. If I lived in this day or back in this man's ministry or something like that and thinking along those lines and you cannot believe along those lines because there is no precedence in the Word of God where you can believe for the gifts of the Spirit. But you can... With your faith, believe every time. Hallelujah. Every single time. You have no problem in that area. Faith never has failed. He said, he that believeth hath. So when a man believes it, it becomes real in his life. Praise the Lord. Now, first of all, tonight we're going to talk about the man with a withered hand. A man with a withered hand. Twelfth chapter of Matthew, the ninth verse. It said, and when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogues. And behold, there was a man which had a withered hand. His hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day that they may accuse him? Now the Pharisees and the Sadducees asked him these things. And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep if he fall into a pit on the Sabbath, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? How many of you believe man's better than a sheep? <clears throat> Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. Then said he to the man, Stretch forth thine hand, and he stretched it forth, and he was restored whole like as the other. Praise God. Then the Pharisees went out and held counsel against him, how they might destroy him. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and a great multitude followed him, and he healed them all. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So they brought up this question. Jesus went into the church... This took place in a church building in the synagogue, the religious center of that day. And they brought up the subject of healing. Now those in leadership in the church didn't know whether healing was from, whether they ought to heal on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, or what. And they didn't know this one thing whether God was going to do good every day or he just done it six days a week or he could operate on Sunday too. Amen? Now, isn't that something? You know, religious people, people with religion are always into do's and don'ts, folks. They're always into do's and don'ts. Well, we don't do this and we can do this. And we don't wear this or we do wear this. Or we can't do this and we can do that. Jesus Christ did not come to present a world full of, uh, uh, with a new set of do's and don'ts. He come for one reason, and that was to bring life and bring it in abundance. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he proved that in his earthly walk that he did not conform to religion. 
He did not conform to their religious thing. See, that wasn't even, uh, that wasn't even in their law. See, that wasn't even in their law. How many of you know that, that, that when they needed healing, they were supposed to come to the priest and do sacrifices? Jesus would even send them after he'd healed. Go, go do the sacrifice that Moses commanded you. See? He would even do that. And they were supposed to come to the synagogue. But the, the question come up from the Pharisees, will God heal on Sunday? Isn't that a funny question? You know, like God just works certain days. See, and as they were discussing this healing, as they were discussing this healing, whether Jesus healed on the Sabbath day, there was someone listening to them. It was a fellow named uh, with a withered hand. And he was listening to him. He was listening to him. And Jesus said, is it, is it right to do good on Sunday or is it right, right to do wrong on Sunday? Oh, well, the answer is automatically yes. And this fellow with a withered hand heard that. Woo, glory. I'm going to get me one of them good healings. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So, uh, Jesus said, is it right to help, uh, would you help a sheep out? He said, why not help a man out? You know, if a fellow's fell in a pit, you know, if he's fell in a trap of sickness or fell in a trap, it'd be right to help him any day. Amen? No matter what. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. So Jesus gave the command. He said, stretch forth thy hand. Stretch forth thy hand. You know, when he gave the command, still the man had to obey it. Huh? Jesus would ask people a lot of times, will thou be made whole? Do you want help? See? You say, well, anybody ought to want help. I've asked people, do you want prayer? Well, they didn't know whether they did or not. Would you like for me to help you to the front? And you couldn't only make a, get a response. Are you listening to me? See, here's the thing about it. This, this man standing there with a withered hand, Jesus gave the command, stretch forth thy hand, and he obeyed that. Praise God. Immediately stretched forth his hand. He moved on what Jesus' word said out of his mouth. That's an act of faith, folks. That's an act of faith. That's an act of faith. And it'll work for you. Praise God. No man that's ever acted on the word of the living God was not healed. Every single one that acted on the word was healed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. See, these Sadducees and these Pharisees had got into theological discussions of, of, of whether to heal on Sunday or this and that. And this religion robbed them of their blessing. How many of you know that's all religion is good for is to rob you of your blessing? It's, it, religion says this, that Jesus can heal. Religion says this, that God has healed. But Jesus Christ said, I will heal. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, what happened? Fourteenth verse, he said, Then the Pharisees went out and held counsel against, against him how they might destroy him. 
You know, that's a terrible thing when a man gets healed and the whole church folk gets goes against him. The church gets mad. The church gets mad. Well, that don't fit my doctrine. That ain't the way that I learned it at theology school. That's not what I learned. That's not, I've got PhD, DDT, OIC, and everything else on my name, and I'm supposed to know, but they did not teach me that in school. That's not my doctrine. How many of you know that religion and doctrine is robbed and stole from the body of Christ? But Jesus Christ said to this man, stretch forth thy hand, and when he obeyed God, blessed be God, his hand was made whole just like the other one was. Praise the Lord. Religion today says, well, healing's passed away. God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. See? Religion says, well, God heals through doctors. Jesus Christ said, you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen? I said, amen. I've had a lot of people tell me, say, well, you know, the Lord uses doctors. I've never read it. Never read it in the Bible. You say, you don't believe in doctors? Yeah, I believe in doctors just like I believe in, you know, in a grocery man or anything. I believe, sure, they can do some things. They can heal out here. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't send anyone to a doctor, and I will, if they don't know healing. But God has never had to use a doctor, folks. He said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord thy physician, praise God. Well, they sought means where they might destroy him. Well, see, Jesus knew who his enemy was. He wasn't those people. He was the influence behind him. The one that come to steal, kill, and destroy. The 15th verse said, but when Jesus knew they'd Knew that they took counsel to, to, to destroy him. He said, but when Jesus knew it, he withdrew himself from thence, and a great multitude followed and followed him, and he healed them all. Man, I'm telling you right, he healed a multitude on the Sabbath, didn't he? Huh? It wasn't the next day they followed him and blessed God. Oh, I'm telling you right now, they would have had a discussion over that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Turn with me to Mark, the third chapter. We'll read Mark's account of this story. Mark the third chapter. First verse. It said, and he entered in, entered again into the synagogue. Now you got to realize that's the church of that day. That's the church. That's where the high priest accepts offerings. You can read through the Old Covenant, blessed be God, any kind of disease or anything come upon, they sacrificed a certain thing for a certain disease and they were healed when they brought their sacrifices, folks. Hallelujah. So the healing should took place right there in the synagogue. It's like it ought to take place in every church. And he entered in again into the church, into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him. You know, you go to getting folks healed, folks are going to watch you, folks. You know that? They're going to get afraid of you. You go to believe in God, they'll get afraid of you. Religious people will be afraid of anyone that will believe God. Said so they watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day. 
that they may accuse him. And he said unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he said unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they held their peace. But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, with anger. How many of you know something, folks? God does not like religion, and He does not like sickness, and He does not like people that will hold people in bondage to sickness and withered hands and diseased bodies and under financial bondage. He does not like men to keep people under that kind of thing. Can you say amen? Said he looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for their hardness or their stubbornness. Better translation, for their stubbornness of their hearts. He saith unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. Praise be unto God. Now in this account we see that Matthew brings out that, that this thing made Jesus mad. He got angry about this thing. Say, he got angry about this. Let me tell you something. It's time to get mad at sickness. It's time to get mad at religion. It's time to get mad at anything that would rob someone from having a normal life, folks. Now it's time to get mad. And it ain't to get mad at people. It's to get mad at the one that's behind it, praise God. And his name is Satan. He's the one that come to steal, to kill, and destroy. It's him that's behind all this. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said he got angry about them. He said, King James says, because of their hardness of heart. Most translations said their stubbornness. How many of you know I know people that's sick that's stubborn? Huh? Lady called me one day. She said, will you come talk to my husband? Said, uh, the doctors say they can't operate on him. Said he has cancer of the larynx and all in his throat, and it's it, it's such a mess they can't they can't operate on him. And I said, "Well, what does he want? He want me to come?" And I, she said, "Well, I said you go ask him, and I'll come." And so he said, "Well, it'll be all right." You know, he wasn't too enthusiastic about it. You know, he wasn't jumping up and down and said, oh, praise God, we're going to get something done. It wasn't nothing like that. Well, you can come if you want to, you know, that kind of deal. And so I didn't come that day or the next day. And I was coming by their trailer house one day. And I stopped, knocked on the door, and wife and husband there and went in. And I asked him, I said, do you believe that Jesus Christ can heal you? He said, I sure do. 
I said, do you believe Jesus Christ will heal you? He said, no, I don't. Now, what are you going to do about that? Now, what are you going to do about that? I told him, I said, well, you don't never have to worry about Jesus healing you, brother, because if you don't believe it, he won't. He won't, so you don't have to be worrying about healing. And his wife said, well, I've heard reports where you've prayed for folks and, and cancers were healed. I said, yes, everyone that believed got healed, every single one of them. And some of them it didn't through, the, through other means. But he said, I don't believe a word of it. Now, what are you going to do about that? So I seen right quick he was going to get arrogant and kind of Wanted to get up in the air about it. Couldn't hardly talk. And he was, you know, real hoarse. And I told him, I said, you may not believe it, but you're the one dying with cancer, big boy. Boy, he got mad too. He said, I tell you what, I went to Bible school and I've been this and that ain't nothing to it. I said, don't worry about it a bit. I said, I didn't call for you. You called for me. I said, have you got your casket and everything picked out? See, he was a mortician. And he did get warm then too. And I said, yeah, you willing to get mad. You willing to get mad at me, but you ain't mad at the one that put it on you, big boy. You ain't mad at him. You don't even know your enemy, see? That's the thing about religion. It robs people and it blinds them and they're stubborn and they think, well, I know the truth, but God said these folks were stubborn in that religion. Blessed be God. I read a month later in the obituary column his name. You can't help somebody if, if, if they don't believe. You can't force this on them. You can't just take this and say, well, Jesus done it and just cram it down the their throat. If they don't believe it, they don't have to have it. You know, just like I've told them any person. Ain't nothing wrong with going to heaven, folks. He was saved. He knew Jesus as his Savior. He made heaven. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. But he was robbed. And his wife was robbed of a husband and just in their prime of life. And he, his children was robbed of a father. And they was robbed of finances that could help them over some hops. And then Satan had robbed them. And you know, uh, the woman knew God could heal. She got bitter at God about it. Are you listening to me? Well, what do, what do these good church folks do? Sixth verse. Man was made whole. Sixth verse said, The Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians. These are the politicians. Now these folks got joined up with the politicians here on the deal. Now when you go to mixing religion and politics together, you got trouble, folks. Now let me tell you something. The Herodians didn't even believe nothing the Pharisees done, but because they were so hard-headed and stubborn, they joined up with folks who didn't even believe nothing about the Bible. Herodians was ones that, that were Greek-oriented and Greek-culture-minded. No, we, we didn't just join up with the heathens, praise God, rather than believe God could do something and God was moving. 
Amen? Look in the seventh verse there. He said, and Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea, and a great multitude from Galilee followed him from Judea and from Jerusalem and, and Idumenia and from beyond Jordan, and they about Tyre and Sidon and a great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. And he spake unto his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest he should be thronged. Man, I'm telling you right now, uh, they all got heard about it in all them towns around about it, or with their hands been healed. No man's ever done this before. Blessed be God, this must be the man sent from God. This must be our Messiah. This must be the son of David. This must be our king to be. Blessed be God. And they all went to see him over there. The tenth verse said, For he had healed many insomuch as they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagues. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Because of Jesus' boldness, many believed, and they had a great healing revival there, just because He was bold enough to go against any tradition, against religion, against any of the religious leaders, no matter what they believe, He was bold enough to stand up and say, Blessed be God, God's still in the healing business. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't ever back up from anything when it's right on the Scriptures. You might just be the one to trigger the greatest revival the earth has ever known, folks. Praise God. It'll out of this spring. It sprung from one person. It might spring from another. How many of you know that they had a great revival from one man named Martin Luther? Woo! Glory! Hallelujah! One man! One man in England named John Wesley! It sprung forth! One man, Englishman named uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Every continent that he was, that he touched down on, there was great revival. One man, because he was born for his God. Hallelujah. He wouldn't back up. He wouldn't back up. Praise the Lord. Just because he was bold to go against their traditions and, their, and the religion, that great healing revival took place and many believed. Praise the Lord. Alright, turn with me to the sixth chapter of the book of Luke. We'll see Luke's account of this. Luke 6, 6. It said, And it came to pass on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. They call this old boy Lefty. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day that they may find an accusation against him. But when he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up, stand forth in the midst. Stand up in the middle of them, big boy. Just stand there. I'm fixed to preach to you. And he rose up and stood up. Then said Jesus unto them, I asked you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath day to do good or to do evil, to save life or destroy it? 
He's listening to it. Oh, hallelujah. My hand's fixing to grow, folks. My hand's fixing to come out. And looking round about on, uh, uh, upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness and communed with one another what they might do to Jesus. What are we going to do to him? They spread lies. They stirred up the Roman government, anything, the Jewish hierarchy. They'd done anything to stir them up against Jesus after He would perform these miracles. Folks, let me tell you something right now. If you ain't had six or eight, ten good lies told on you, you ain't done nothing for Jesus. Are you listening to me? Say, ain't nobody lying on me. Well, have you healed any withered hands? Have you cast out devils? Have you stood up in the midst and say, Blessed be God, my God's the same yesterday, today and forever, and He'll not change. He's still in the healing business. He's still in the delivering business. My God is still in the talking in, in tongues business. Praise God. Hallelujah. Alright, that sixth verse. He said, came to pass also on, one, on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and what? He taught. Luke adds that Jesus taught there in the synagogue. He entered in there and taught. Well, what he was teaching, you know what he is teaching on? He's teaching on healing. How you know? Because they asked him, is it lawful to heal today then? Being you preaching on healing, you're going to heal somebody today? You know? If he'd, if he'd have been preaching on baptism, they'd have said, well, are you going to baptize today? If he'd have been preaching on uh, filling folks with the Holy Ghost, you going to do it? Out? You going to get that done today? Well, I thought that passed away. I thought that went away with the last apostle. I thought that was just for the disciples. I thought it was just for those people. But I'm telling you, whatever's in the Word of God, it is for today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The bolder you'll stand on the Word of God, the more people will come against you. The bolder you'll stand on the Word of God, the bolder your God will back you up, though. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I was in a senior citizens meeting one time, and I told them, I said, I knew these all uh, uh, certain denominations. Praise God. And I told him, I said, Jesus is going to heal today. I said, he's in the healing business. And I said, I don't care what's wrong with any of you. The first one comes up here, I pray for he's fixed to heal. And, 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 you know, I thought I'd get me a headache or, you know, sore finger, you know, some little something. Here come a deaf woman. <laughs> here come the deaf woman up there, you know. And I prayed for her. And you know what? I turned her around and I said, I whispered, what do you hear? And she never moved. And I said, what do you hear? And she never moved. I got over to the side where she, I could holler in here. I said, and she didn't never move. But let me tell you something. My God's the one who said lay hands on the sick. It ain't none of my doings. You ain't getting me off down there, Lord, and getting me hurt. <laughs> I turned her around and put my hands in there and I rebuked the deaf spirit and she turned around and she could hear a pin drop, folks, right before my 
And you know what? These was old people settling their religion. Well, so what? You know, what does it make? Ain't got nothing else to do today. <laughs> you know, like it wasn't nothing. Like it wasn't nothing. Man, I was about to jump out of my skin. See? Praise the Lord. Sue was there. She sang that day. I already said Jesus entered into the synagogue and Luke adds that He taught there. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. In, in Matthew 9.35, it said that Jesus went about preaching and teaching and healing. You, you notice every time where they received His preaching and teaching, they received His healing also. Amen? Praise God. I'll tell you right now, they got mad about it. What's the 11th verse there say? He said, and they were filled with madness. How many of you know religious people still get mad about, about, about any, any move of God? Any move of God. I don't care what it is. If it's religion, they're going to get mad about Almighty God. They're scared to have revival. They're scared to see the miraculous. Oh, hallelujah. I'm scared not to see it. I'm so far on the other side. I'm scared if, if I don't see a miracle every day or God moving, I think, blessed be God, I'm backslid. Are you listening to me? They got mad because they seen God move. Hadn't seen Him in 400 years move in the nation of Israel. Now He's moved and they got mad about it. Look in the 13th verse there. After this great miracle, Everybody's mad. All the religious folks was mad. All of them that believed in religious folks, they scattered. Well, let's don't go around them folks over there. Stay away from them. Man, you know, them folks don't believe like our, our forefathers. And when it, 13th verse, it said, when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, those followers, and when he chose twelve, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Now out of this miraculous thing, the next day, those that would stand forth with him and wouldn't be shook by what the religious folks say, those that wouldn't back up and wouldn't, wasn't afraid to stand with him, bless God, out of them he chose out twelve apostles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. They wasn't moved by religion. They wasn't moved by public opinion. Man, they stood with Jesus. Those that stood with Him, He picked 12 of them out. Praise God. Which are now the pillars and the foundations of the church of the living God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, turn with me to the 14th chapter of the book of Luke. We'll look at one more case of healing tonight. Fourteenth chapter of the book of Luke. First verse said it came to pass as he went into a house, one house, one of the chief Pharisees into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day that they watched him. They watching this fellow now. Now he said he's done been healing folks, withered folks. Then he heard about all them folks coming around all them towns, coming over there and healing all of them. Bless God. And they're watching him pretty close now. Second verse, and behold, 
there was a certain before him. Here was a fellow standing before Jesus, which had the dropsy. How many of you know what the dropsy is? That's an old-timey word. Their body would accumulate water, and it, 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 that fluid would accumulate on their body, and they'd swell. Old-timey folks had that a lot. So I think they got some water pills or something now that they help with that or something. I don't know. You know, but uh, they didn't have them then. He said, And behold, there was a certain man before him, stood right before him, which had the dropsy. And Jesus answered and spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they held their peace. And he took him and healed him and let him go. And answered them, saying, Which of you shall have a mule or an ox fallen in a pit and will not straightway pull him out of the out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him again to these things. This man had the dropsy. He stood before Jesus. He heard him speaking about healing. Uh, he heard him talking to the Pharisees and these lawyers, and they was discussing healing. Uh, uh, the lawyers and the Pharisees, they had no answer. How many of you know religion don't have any answer? It don't have no answer, folks. It does not do anything but hold people in bondage. Dr. Lester Summerall told me, said he belonged to a denomination one time, and God told him, get out of it. said, I'm going to hold that denomination uh, uh, responsible for three things. Said one of them, said, they have helped my money in bondage and would not send my money to missionaries. Said they had millions of dollars on Wall Street. He said the other, another thing, said they hold my man in bondage. Do you know people are held captive by denominations? I've had pre preachers to call me and say, I mean, talk to me and say, I, I want you to come, but you know my presbyter. He says this. You know what they, you know what, what we believe over here. We, you know, you got to belong to this or you got to belong to that. I didn't want to go no way, you know. But people's been held in bondage by religion. Just hold them in bondage and won't let God's people. I'm telling you right now, religion will hold you where you can't preach the truth. This man stood before him. He had the dropsy. He heard him talking about healing. The lawyers, the Pharisees, they had no answers. Third verse there, look at that. He said, and Jesus straightway spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said, They held their peace. He said, He took him and healed him and let him go. Phillips translates that verse. He said, Well, is it right to heal on the Sabbath day or not? And there was no reply. How many of you know religion ain't got no answer? You know what the answer is? We don't believe it that way. You believe that way and I believe another way. That's a point of theological uh, doctrine. We have not decided whether we believe on that or not. We've not incorporated that into our church. 
Let me tell you something. Let me encourage you tonight. No matter what you find this thing in the Bible, whatever you find, you believe what it says. Don't ever say, well, that passed away with this. That passed away with that. You can say, this is for today. If Jesus spoke it, he'll do it today. And if he said it, he'll bring it to pass. Praise God. Hallelujah. If I stand up here and you... If you hear me say, well now, uh, brothers, uh, you know, we believe this, believe this, but this we're not sure of whether it's for today or not. Bring the net. Say he's done went crazy. Are you listening to me? And hunt another pastor. Amen? I say amen. Praise God. Praise God. We ain't following no man. We're following what Jesus said. Blessed be God. And if this man says that, or this doctrine says that, we don't care. We just care about what Jesus said. Hallelujah. For He is no respecter of persons. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Already fifth verse, He said, well, if you had a mule fall over in the ditch, would you get him out? Well, this fellow with the drops was in the ditch, man. He was in the ditch. God wants him out. Praise God. Sixth verse. And said they could not answer again to these things. They couldn't answer him. They didn't have any answers. But Jesus is the answer. Amen. Praise be unto God. Phillips translates that sixth verse. said, this again left them quiet, unable to reply. Moffat said, they could not dispute. Ain't nothing to say. How come they couldn't dispute it? Because here stands a man with a withered hand at all new, and now he's healed. Kind of like that blind man told them that time. They said, well, uh, we're Moses' disciples. You're his disciples. Said, he ain't nothing but a sinner. He said, I don't know if he's a sinner or I know. I don't know not whether he's a sinner or not, but one thing I do know, big boy, whereas I was blind, now I see. Hallelujah. You can't gainsay a miracle. Amen. You can't gainsay a miracle. You can't answer a miracle. Huh? You couldn't tell. James Mitchell, if he couldn't walk, could you? You couldn't tell him he couldn't walk. Man, he trucked it up down one aisle and down the other. Praise God. You can't tell him he can't walk. Doctor did. Religion says you can't. But blessed be God, Jesus said you can. Amen? Hallelujah. So you can't, you, you can't find an argument when a miracle takes place. It ain't, it ain't nothing they can say. All they can say is, well, it, it must be the devil. Now, that's as far as they can go. And you know what God said? said, if you go to saying, uh, saying that those things done by the Holy Ghost are of the devil, said that's the unpardonable sin. Said, accounting them things that Almighty God, the Holy Ghost, does and accounting them to the devil. Praise God. I know that when I got saved, my my blood pressure. I'd stand and look in the mirror, and and I had to slow down. My heart bump. I'd see it beating in the, in the mirror every morning when I'd shave. I my blood pressure uh, was two hundred and eighty something on the high end. I don't know what the low end was. Last time they took it, and the doctor told me, he said you gonna have a stroke. I said I'm gonna get you in the hospital as soon as I can. I said no, you ain't getting me in the hospital. That's the end. I you know, 
If I'd had two strokes, it wouldn't have made any difference then. I didn't know the Lord, you know, and had nothing look, I, I just, I just didn't have a lot of care about it. But blessed be God, the, that 10th day of July in 1976 at 9.31 Wednesday morning, Jesus Christ came in and that old man that was in me that was connected to high blood pressure, he annihilated, he killed him and made a brand new creation out of me. Praise God. And I don't have no high blood pressure. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. You can ask my wife. I, I, I smoked so many Marlboro cigarettes. I smoked them Mule Bar. I had a I had a cancer on my lip, and it done eat down there, and it had a V. I kind of thought it was cute. I just fit a cigarette down in it. It fit in that V right there. Yeah. You know, ain't that, ain't that cute? Done eat a hole in your lip, and you think that's cute. You know. Huh? Had a V down there. It just fit that thing down in there. Filtered fit right in there. You know. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When Jesus Christ walked into my front living room that morning, that old man connected to cigarettes, he died. Son, I didn't, didn't, church I was going to, them deacons couldn't wait to get outside to smoke. They didn't tell me to quit smoking. They didn't say don't do this and don't do that. Blessed be God, something on the inside of me didn't never want no more. Religion says healing passed away. Religion and religious people say it's not for today. Religion says God has raised up doctors to take Jesus' place. Are you listening to me? But blessed be God, the Bible said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. It says He's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. So we see this man with a withered hand. He got his healing. If he got his, we can get out. You see this man with a dropsy. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. That's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing that dropsy was. Praise be unto God, but he ain't too bad for Jesus. Amen? Praise God. So we see in both cases, the religious people come against healing. The religious people come against the blessing. But Jesus Christ was bold and had great revival and many believed because of his boldness. Amen? Hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Praise.